welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is drew nipen from night hack equity welcome drew ramakrishna glad to be here thanks so much for bringing me on Sure and thank you very much appreciate it and a little bit about Drew as president of Nighthack Drew Niffin manages all aspects of portfolio including acquisitions asset management and capital raising before joining Nighthack he owned 400 residential units himself and he has a corporate finance and real estate investing career that spans a decade after finishing graduate schools uh, Andrew was an investment banker providing corporate valuation analysis so with that Drew would you like to add anything to your background It's a pretty good start right there. I, I, I quit my W-2 job in 2015. I've been doing apartment building investing ever since. I'm about, about six years into, into being uh, all invested in this space. Awesome. And would you share your thought process of getting into real estate and multifamily from corporate job? What was the thought process behind it? Yes. You know, it was honestly, it was, I can't do this anymore. I looked at the idea of doing this W-2 job for another 25 years. And I just thought it's like, I just, it's, for me, it was kind of soulless. It felt like I was just trading time for money and that it wasn't, I wasn't invested in it emotionally. I just felt like I was sort of living someone else's life. And I knew I had a lot more to offer than what I could give to the company. And, you know, being an entrepreneur, looking back on it, it was obvious, but it just felt like it was in my bones. I, I had to take the sleep and do something on my own rather than just go there. So that was really the mindset. It was, it was gravitationally pulling me, I would say. Awesome. Awesome. Yep. Thank you. And would you share a part of first deal on how long it took for you closing first deal, multifamily point of view? Okay. So my multifamily first deal, my first deal ever was uh, buying a single family home. And I'll just go over that one quickly before I answer your multifamily question. The single family home I bought out of foreclosure for $105,000 It had a structurally deficient basement wall. So there was, it, was, it was at a low price. So I fixed that up and got it appraised. Got it, um, I bought it all cash, got it appraised and got it appraised for like 200K or something like that. And I was able to put a mortgage on it and pull out more cash than I put into it, right? So the big aha moment there is sort of the idea of infinite investing, right? Is that you could end up basically owning an asset and having $0 invested into it. In fact, in that one, I had fewer than $0. I had negative dollars. I had positive cash flow to me within six months of owning the, the asset. So that was like a big aha that mattered down the road when I got to my full multifamily story. And then my first big apartment building or at that time big was a 32 unit that I bought. And that one, it was a similar story. I bought an asset, uh, all cash as a triplex, fix it up. And uh, again, infinite invested in it. So I, I put a mortgage on it and I pulled out more cash than I put into it. And then I used that cash as a down payment on a 32 unit, right? So then I was off to the races. And once it's sort of like a drug, once you've tasted buying 32 units, you'll never want to buy a single unit again, because it's just so much work, so much paperwork, uh, licenses, emails back and forth to do one unit. If you can do 32 at a time or 320 at a time, it's just much more enjoyable. So that was all, let me think about the years there. That one unit I bought in 2013, the 32 unit was like 2015 or so. And then it's just kind of been more of the same in a sense since then, Rama. Cool. And uh, thank you for sharing that. Uh, share a little bit more from mindset perspective for like going from three uh, triplex to 32 units. 
Okay. So mindset, the, the big thing that made the mindset possible for me was my partner. So my partner was a full-time property manager. He owned his own property management business. And so he's like, I've done these before. I know how these work. The numbers on this one make sense. You know, I can create value here. And so I trusted him as far as a, a person and I trusted his wisdom as well. So I, I really got to ride his coattails into that larger property. Had I done it myself, I mean, I don't know if I would have had the right mindset or the ability to do it. So the, the key there in order to have the right mindset is have the right partners that can help push you into that uncomfortable space that you might not go into on your own. Right. So true. And thank you. So do you share what challenges you faced during that 32 units? What challenges? So that was not a syndicated deal. It was just us investing in the deal. And that was good for us because it allowed us to sort of make mistakes on the way and not do it on the account of our investors. So on that deal, we were a sense undercapitalized, right? We bought it. We put the down payment down with our own money but there wasn't sort of slush money or extra money, reserve money sitting in a bank account. And we were pouring money into that asset for a number of years because it wasn't producing sufficient cash flow to renovate the units. We were trying to renovate the units only one at a time as cash flow was generated, but we were basically too impatient. And so we started pushing money into it. And that was the right call because it accelerated the growth of the asset. You know, if you just have two renovated units and 30 unrenovated units, the property feels overall unrenovated. But on the flip side, if you have 30 renovated units and two unrenovated units or choose your ratio, it feels renovated. And that gets a different feeling to the property. It creates a different culture. You will probably get a better demographic in the property and uh, tenants that tend to pay on time. And so the, the mistake there, I think, was being somewhat undercapitalized and trying to have the renovations be paid for out of operational cash flow instead of just, just pumping it up and fixing it right away. We learned the hard way on that one, but we eventually got through it. We refinanced the property, pulled out like a half a million dollars. Pretty awesome. And then continued to grow the asset. And we sold it about a year and a half ago and had a really nice win on that property. Uh, but the biggest win was not the financial win. It was the I can do this men mental win. And I think that's common on your first deal, right? The first deal, your goal is not to make money per se. Your goal is to no longer be a rookie, to have gone through a deal before, seen how it works and believe in yourself that you can do this. This isn't something, some esoteric trick out there that some people do. This is something that you can do. And uh, I got that confidence from that deal. That's so awesome. Thank you. So would you share your investment philosophy, Drew? What is my investment philosophy? Yes. Um, you know, I was thinking about this. I was talking to someone else about this today and uh, I have a new name for it. You ready, Rama? Yep. It's called 321 growth, right? And, and so here's, here's how it works. As investors, we're looking for strong returns, low risk, right? We don't want strong returns with strong risk, nor do we want low returns with low risk. We want to have our cake and eat it too. We want strong returns, low risk. How do we do that? I think we do it with 321 growth. And it goes like this. We want to find a place that has three vectors of growth. We want job growth. We want population growth. We want income growth. Where is that happening? Generally speaking, it's happening in the Southeast United States. That's where uh, populations are moving to. Uh, it's where there is job growth and it's a strong place. That's a three. Then two, we want two growth. We want rent growth and we want cap rate, quote unquote, growth, by which I mean cap rate compression. So where do we find 
that rent growth and cap rate growth? Well, we tend to find it in areas where people are moving, right? And so when we have that rent growth and cap rate growth, what do we finally get in the end for all that? We get IRR growth. We get investor growth. We get our money to work hard for us. And that's what we're trying to do. In the end, what we're trying to do is have our money work for us, not having us trade our time for money, right? So the investment philosophy is simply to find those areas of growth. And when you do that, you unlock the magic of apartment building investing. Sure, sure. Yep. And would you share any one breakthrough moment? Breakthrough moment for me, I mean, at some point, every investor, unless your name is Bill Gates, you run out of your own capital to invest with and you have to pivot to syndications. You have to pivot to finding a way to being a custodian of other people's money, right? Which is another big mindset shift. So mind shift, mindset shift one is becoming an investor, right? Not just trading your time for money. Mind shift two is going from single family, which is where most people start out, to multifamily. And then the three, the third mindset shift is using other people's money. And so that, you know, that's a lot of responsibility. I'd, I'd frankly rather lose my own money than my investor's money. That hurts me a lot to do that. Fortunately, knock on wood, we never have at Nighthawk Equity lost an investor's dollar. But the big mindset for me in that whole arc was, was going to managing other people's money and finding out how to do that through the magic of syndications. And once you do that, then it becomes pretty true that the sky is the limit. Yep. Awesome. Thank you. So as a president of Nighthack, so you're managing all aspects of acquisitions and asset management and capital raising. So would you share a little bit more about your role and you know, what is it you're doing there? Yeah, Nighthawk Equity. So we've so we've been around for five years, Rama. And over that time, we have purchased 17 apartment buildings, over 2,000 units. We look after, I think, about $60 million of investors' money, and we control uh, just shy of $200 million of assets. So it's turned into a huge role. And it's a huge role that is laden with joy. I love what I do and responsibility. I mean, I literally talk and we host a webinar and then people trust me and wire in millions of dollars um, into an account, which is already that blows me away. That They trust me just because of a webinar or just because of a podcast I've been on. But then I have the obligation to be the custodian of that money and all the hopes that are caught up in that money, all the dreams of what they hope that they can do with this, whether it's buy their first home or retire or send kids to college or whatever that is, essentially that money is the currency of trust. And so to steward that well, communicate with them well, uh, grow their money, distribute on time, those are all the things that are uh, incumbent in, in running uh, Nighthawk Equity. And I feel that responsibility. I'm super humbled by it. And we work really hard every day to have every asset come as close to the exact presentation that we gave to our investors when they decided to invest with us. So, I mean, there's so many things that happen, whether it's in investor relations and communications or asset management or in construction, uh, in marketing, it never ends. Uh, it's all fun, but it is a lot of work being an entrepreneur. Got it. Yep. Thank you. And would you share any of your best multifamily investing experience so far? Best experience? Yeah. Well, I can think of best in two different ways. I can think of it as far as what deal has been really fun to own. 
And I can think as far as what deals have just made a ton of money, right? And I'll give you two different examples. So the one that's really fun to own was 130 units that we bought in Atlanta and a great market, a great sub-market in Atlanta with a very loyal tenant base. So we bought the place about 18 months ago and hardly a single tenant has moved out, right? And, and what's amazing about that is that we've been doing phenomenal renovations of this property. In fact, just today, we found on apartments.com that that website had elected to do aerial drone shots of this property. And the the photographs look fantastic. We renovated all of the roofs. We renovated the landscaping. We renovated the paint colors. We've rebanded the property. It just looks fantastic. It went from an eyesore to a joy to look at. So that one's been a lot of fun. And those tenants have all stayed in the property because they love it and they love that we're making their homes better. So I love that investment. Another investment is one that we've just made a, a silly amount of money on, right? It's uh, about almost 300 units. Again, it's in the Southeast. And we've just taken the place from being you know, kind of old and tired to looking beautiful. We've raised the rents a lot. Uh, it's a market in which job growth is happening like crazy, Rama. And we are getting offers from brokers that you know, would probably triple investors' money within two years' time, and we're turning them down because we know that we we we're, we're not even halfway through our value enhancement plan on that asset. We just have a tremendous amount of value to create there uh, to make again to make it better for our tenants, to make it better for the community, to make it better for our investors. It's just been a really really fun experience. Awesome, and thank you. Would you share any worst start challenging experience? I got a lot of them. The worst one was a deal in which. We would under contract on it. We let our earnest money go hard or non-refundable. Uh, again, this is all my money or all me and my partner's money. It's not investor money. So it's important to delineate. Uh, we let our earnest money go hard. Uh, we had to extend because we, we were not able to raise a sufficient amount of money. And eventually we ran out of extensions and we lost all of our money. So I lost close to $100,000 on that deal myself. And it was financially very painful, but it was as a partnership, I don't know if I can say it was worthwhile, but it was it was worth a lot. The partners, the three of us worked well and sort of took it on the chin without infighting, without pointing the finger and sort of imploding on ourselves. And that was very valuable to see us work well together. It was, I think, the founding experience from which our partnership has grown so much. So I have a lot of lessons from that deal. I would do a lot of things differently nowadays. But you know, I think we'll talk about this later. You can't live life in the rearview mirror. What's done is done. All you can do is make the best of it and come away with lessons learned. And so that's what I resolved to do there on that deal. Very painful experience, but a valuable one as well. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. So what is your current focus and share something you're excited about now, Drew? I mean, in a sense, we're a pretty boring company. We try to do the same thing over and over again because I define risk as doing new things, right? Not following the formula. So we try to do the same thing to de-risk our investments on behalf of our investors. So what am I excited about? I'm excited about buying more apartment buildings in the same areas, ex- executing the same plan. We're focused in Northern Alabama, uh, Atlanta, and the Carolinas. That's that's the focus of where we're at. And we continue to sort of follow our discipline. We've seen deals, especially recently, the last few months, Rama, where you know our highest price is 20 million and someone comes up with 24 million, just blows us out of the water You know, with a million dollars non-refundable day one. And I actually like to lose those deals in a sense because the winner is not the person that wins the deal. The winner is the person that when they sell the deal makes money. Right. And so just because someone else bought the deal and you didn't, it doesn't make them the winner. It just makes them the buyer. And so I'm excited to continue being a disciplined organization that stewards our investors' money well and doesn't lose sight of the responsibility that we have to manage that money well. 
Yep. Thank you. So any one advice that how impact on you? Advice that was impactful for me. So here's one that I, I really do appreciate. It takes an entire lifetime to build your reputation and it takes five minutes of doing something stupid to destroy it. And if you think about that, you'll behave yourself probably quite differently. I first learned that, gosh, back in college, I won't get into the whole experience, but I've tried to live my life alongside those lines. I try to steward our organization, uh, Nighthawk Equity, according to that and, and build our brand and our reputation with our investors alongside that. We don't pull any punches in communications. We'll just say, hey, we did something wrong here. Here's what we're going to do to make it right. We don't try to sort of paint it over or spin it. I want people to hear the unvarnished truth. I want to be a careful steward of reputation and never get too cute with it. Got it. Yep. And any of your personal habits that are helping you to be successful? We are, uh, one, I would say a corporate habit that we have is we're getting much better at uh, having meetings, right? So we have meetings that have a sequence, they have a cadence, they have a pattern, they have an expectation. And that whole process has really helped us get traction in our business to sort of continually run down goals and achieve them. And then to the next goal, run it down and achieve it. So the, the habit that's been very powerful for, for me has just been hosting quick, effective meetings that get stuff done. Yeah. Thank you. And any one book that impacted your life and what way? Yeah, I'll give you one that's kind of almost, it might sound unusual at first, Rama, but it's a one called A Severe Mercy, uh, written by an author named Sheldon Van Auken. It's not a business book. It's not a finance book. It's not a real estate book, but it was a book on relationships, right? And how to have strong, reliable relationships that aren't broken by the whims of life. And that was hugely foundational for me uh, when I was dating the woman who's now my wife. And there's lessons in there you know, for all relationships, right? So even if you're reading it, uh, you you can take away things on, on a business level as well, but a severe mercy, uh, hugely impactful book in my life. Awesome. Yeah. So how are you giving back to community, Andrew? I'll give you a couple of ways. The first way is just raising a strong family. <laughs> so what I hope to be a strong family, I have a, a number of young kids that we're raising and I want them to be contributing valuable, integrated people that are assets into the future of our country. We're also actually just this week with all the chaos that's happening on the other side of the world, we're uh, in talks with hosting a Afghanistan uh, translator family in our home. They've literally risked their lives for our benefit and we're not treating them very well right now. So I'm going to try to see if we can host someone here for some time. So those are a few things we do uh, out here in Seattle where I live. We have a lot of homeless. So we try to uh, volunteer at soup kitchens and help those people out that are running on tough times. Um, so just a few things I'm trying to do in, in our busy life. Got it. And thank you. Thanks for sharing. So how can listeners can connect with you? Yeah, you can connect with uh, me two ways. So Instagram is at Drew Niff. Uh, Niff is spelled K-N-I-F at Drew Niff. You can also reach out to us at Nighthawk Equity without a K, uh, nighthawkequity.com slash join. And uh, you can learn all about our organization, grab a call with our director of investor relations, get on our list, hear about our next deal. So it's uh, two different ways. Instagram at Drew Niff, K-N-I-F, and then nighthawkequity.com slash join. Thank you, Drew, and thanks for adding value to the show. You bet, Rama. Glad to be on here. Thanks so much for the invite. Sure. Thank you. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only 
as always please consult with your own cpa legal and financial advisor before investing